0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Frank James podcast. I am your host, Frank James, and uh, here we are at the, f- at the first Frank James podcast. I could just go in a circle with that introduction forever. If for some random reason you haven't been to my YouTube channel before hearing this podcast, I have a YouTube channel called Frank James, uh, where I talk about lots of stuff, but it's centered mostly on uh, INFJ, Myers-Briggs stuff. This podcast, though, I think we're going to stray a little bit from that. I'm not sure how much we're actually going to talk about INFJs and how special we are and stuff like that. Um, Before we start, I wanted to... Give a shout-out to the man who put this thought in my head originally, Kevin Groves, commented about a month ago on one of my videos and said, when are you going to do a podcast? And that was, the, that was the seed planted in my brain to eventually do this longer-form, audio-only kind of transmission of ideas verbally from my brain into your ears. Uh, Kevin also promised that he would make a bust of my face. Well, he didn't say bust my face. He said he'd make uh, some kind of artistic representation of me out of Legos if I did this. Uh, Kevin, I'm not going to hold you to that. But um, I just wanted you to know that everyone can blame you for this having happened. If you don't like the podcast, blame Kevin. It's all his fault. All right. It is nice, it's kind of freeing to be able to do a podcast because I don't have to worry about how I look, I don't have to look at the camera, I don't have to uh, bother with lighting, I don't have to uh, pretend that uh, I'm all animated and stuff. Because I can, you know, my voice, I can really do a lot with my voice without animating my face much. So it's nice to give my face a rest. So I just have this dead slack zombie look on my face while I'm talking. I've got the Coke Zero here so that I can ingest poison while I talk to you all. And uh, here we go. It's just like, just like the video except you can't see my beautiful face. Um, it is going to be a pleasure and a joy to try to edit this afterwards too, because in the videos I say, um, quite a bit, and I also have these really long pauses that you could drive like a semi-truck through and um maybe like a tractor trailer could go th- an eighteen wheeler could go through the pauses that I have for my videos that I added out. So this will this will be fun in this podcast. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I don't really know anything, but part of what I have been avoiding with this podcast, why I've been putting it off and what I want the first this the topic of this podcast to be is there is a kind of fear that you have as a creator, as an artist, if I might call myself an artist, making YouTube videos where I talk about how depressed I am. But there is that element of fear, looking out into the future and saying, I don't know what I'm going to create next. There's just a black void. And uh, creativity is, in many ways, this act of faith where you have to trust that if you keep going, if you take another step, even though you can't see the ground in front of you that there will be something there and it'll be going somewhere and it's it's pretty scary cuz when i you know i make these videos on youtube i used to do I used to barely do once a week and I was worried about being able to come up with something for the next week And then I got to a point where I was like I need to start doing it more So I did three times a week And I was very afraid at first that I wasn't going to be able to come up with enough content to do three days a week Which is ridiculous when you think about it because there are other vloggers who have done every day for the last, like, you know, five years or something, and, uh, they come up with stuff, but, you know, the, it's different for everyone. I don't want... My stuff is, uh, so specific and so deep at times that it would be difficult to do it every day, because I would start to just... I don't know, maybe I could do it every day. I really don't know. Maybe one day I'll try it. Maybe, eh, come one month, maybe August, I'll try every day, because what is that called? They have, um... VEDA, vlog every day in August, or vlog every day in April, so it has to be an A month. That frees you to do it. So if, the, if it starts with A, it's okay. And so I've been putting off doing the podcast because this is, you know, a longer form thing where I talk at length, and I worried that, first of all, I'm not going to be able to come up with anything to talk about for 30 minutes or so, and then I worry about it taking away content from video. And I can't say that there won't be any overlap between the podcast and the videos, but but you see what I'm you see what my conundrum was, what my dilemma was, because I want to create more, but in creating more you worry that the well will run dry. And that is you know, as a as a creative person you have to be aware of that, that you do have a creative well and it's not limitless and it can run out if you go to it too many times in too short of a time span. Some people have much deeper wells than others, you know, but that, this is, this is what every artist faces. Every creative person, you sit down and you have nothingness in front of you. You have a void and then you have to reach into it and pull out something, pull out a creation. There, it's you know, this is, in many ways, this is a godlike act. We are, uh, we are imitating God when we create things. You know, not not to not to go over the top and say that my podcast is like, uh, you know, creating the universe. But when a human creates a work of art, it is it is kind of a an homage to that original creation of the universe. Take you know, speaking into nothingness and saying, "Let there be light." You know, of course, we're not starting from scratch, uh, you know, it's a podcast, I didn't invent the genre, I didn't invent language or words or ideas or anything I'm talking about, but there is it's something very special about it that this, this episode and when I make videos on YouTube, each one of those is a unique creation unto itself that didn't exist before and what, it came out of nowhere, really. Some of you are going to be sticklers and disagree and say that it's not art. This is just some kind of medium. It's a, I don't know. I consider what I do, I consider vlogging to be an art. I know that it's not um, maybe the same as uh, filmmaking or something, but it is. Vlogging, even my talking head genre, where I just talk about stuff, is a subset of filmmaking, and I think about it in an artistic way, in a creative way, even though it's all kind of real. You know, I just am talking off the top of my head about how I'm how I'm feeling and things like that. But I do approach it in, in such a way where to me it's art. And uh, I but what hmm, why do I why do I consider it to be art? So with my microphone resting on the table the way it is, you can hear like this is the sound of me kicking the bottom of the table. So every sound is going through, and you can <laughs> with the f- uh, with the first episode of anything in a new medium, man, there are some wrinkles to be ironed out. And I really appreciate you all for having the grit and the determination to listen to this. It's uh, I know it's it'll it'll get better as time goes on. Maybe yeah. So what? why Why do I consider vlogging to be an art or podcasting when it's, you know, there's nothing necessarily, uh, I don't know, artistic about it? I suppose what it is is that it's expressing yourself in a very controlled, defined way. And it's not, It's even though it's just me, even though it's just quote-unquote real life, me talking about real life, the videos are not real life. Like, they're not fake. I'm not making up stuff or putting on a show for you. But there is this veneer of it being uh, somewhat artificial. There, I mean, it's edited together, usually. There's only a few videos that I didn't edit. And it's, it's going through my artistic eye. I'm leaving in or taking out things depending on how well I think they tell the story. To me, after once I've recorded it and I'm looking back at a video and I'm going through it, I'm approaching it like I'm a character, I'm telling a story, and I'm just trying to get that across to you, like the main point of what I'm, of the meaning of the video. I'm just trying to get to that across to you as, as, uh, I was going to say as directly as I can, but sometimes I'm just, I'm trying to tell a story in a certain way. And it's not necessarily just trying to get, get it out in an economy of words, I'm also trying to do it in a form that I find to be pleasing and interesting. But the incredible thing about creativity and uh, being an artist is that every time that you take that step towards creating something, you, there's always something else. And so you get these ideas. Sometimes this is what happens. Uh, You get these ideas for something artistic, and you don't want to use them right away because they're too good. And you're worried that if you use these good ideas right now, you're not going to have any other good ideas. Nothing better is going to come along. Sometimes you just get these ideas that are so good that it surprises you, and you're like, whoa, how did I come up with this? And then you just want to hang on to it and, you know, try to force out a bunch of lesser ideas first. But what I've learned over time is to just, uh, you know, shoot that bullet off once you get it. Don't wait, you know, just as soon as you have a good idea, use it. I mean, there's, there's a certain degree to which you should develop it so that it's not just uh, put out there in too embryonic of a state. But if you get an idea and you just let it sit for a while because you're worried about using it too soon, eventually it's, gonna, it's not going to have the same impact when you finally implement it. And that's part of, part of being a, an artist, a creator, is that you're always the best ever that you are if you keep going. So you're, the ideas that come to you may not always be the best ideas you've ever had, but gradually over time, I think they are getting better. Uh, but the way that you implement them is always going to be better than the last time, you know? Meaning, like, if you're a writer, your writing is always improving. You're always the best writer you've been if, you've, if you're if keeping at it. Every idea you have is not going to be the greatest idea you've ever had, but at least you're able to implement them better than before. And I think there is some correlation also with the ideas that you get and your skill level and isn't isn't that part of it sometimes you're like well crap my skill level is not good enough to use this idea well but you know you've just got to sacrifice it that's that's a sacrificial act you get a good idea and you just have to to use it even though you know it's going to suck the way you're going to do it like if i if i get a good idea for a video and i'm like man i don't really don't know how to do that but the but the idea is there i just have to use it i can't put it off until i somehow have mastered what i'm trying to do with it you know that's that's the thing about i think that's what's really uh necessary as an artist to keep improving is to always be reaching beyond what you're actually capable of which is very hard for people who are perfectionists to do i know i'm a total perfectionist i've made a you know i made a video about perfectionism and how it paralyzes you because you know that you can't do it perfectly uh But if you're a creative, if you're an artist, you have to do it. You have to, like, reach way beyond what you're capable of. It is only in that stretching that you are able to innovate and to find new things, you know? I can't imagine, like, you know, that I heard, um, you know, the guitarist Frank Zappa... Who was uh, big in the '60s, '70s, '80s? He uh, he played guitar really. Uh, I mean, he, he he was a composer and everything too, but he he played guitar really well, really fast. And his son Dweezil now is on tour and plays all his father's songs because Frank Zappa's dead now. But um, I, I think I was reading an interview with Dweezil and he was talking about his father and saying and saying how. Uh, Dweezil was saying, I'm a better guitarist than my father. I can play these things better than he could. And you could hear in the recordings how he was like always reaching beyond what his skill level was. And he was pushing himself constantly. And there's like a certain amount of, uh, what do you call it? There's, There's a certain edge that you gain when you're doing that. There's this scrappiness that is just irresistible when you are an artist who is reaching just beyond your skill level i mean yeah we love it when people who are great do something really well we love it when a guitarist is able to play a solo perfectly but then when you get a guitarist who's really good who is just pushing it man beyond a little bit beyond what he's technically able to do or she um there's just this ragged energy to it that that gives it the, that indefinable quality that can actually set it above the technically perfect thing. Uh, that actually reminded me of something that um, Jordan Peterson talked about. The uh, the professor, he said uh, he, he used it in terms of a gymnast, that one gymnast will go out and do her routine perfectly and get, you know an almost perfect score, she'll do it technically perfectly, and then the person after her then has to go out, and she's facing impossible odds, and she pushes herself beyond what she's capable of, and maybe she's not technically perfect, she's not quote-unquote as good as the first one, but because she is like on the edge of total failure and collapse and going so far beyond what she's able to do, that when she gets it, and it's even though it's not perfect, one hundred percent. Once she gets it, it is better than perfection. It's an incredible uh, concept, and I think that's what um, if you are an artist, if you are a creative person, that's what you've always got to be doing. Is you've got to identify what is what, what's your limit, and then keep pushing yourself beyond it, even if what you are pushing out is not perfect. Because I, it would, I think it's better. I don't know if you've ever gone through this, but where I haven't done it yet with YouTube. But I've done it in other areas where I've been like a writer or making music where I look back on a period where I was really prolific, but not very good or like not as good as I am now. And then I say to myself, wow, like, yeah, some of it wasn't quite as proficient, but there was just this rawness to it where I was pushing myself. And can you look back on times where you were like that in your creative life? It's hard because as you get better and better, then to push yourself beyond that, it's like, man, you've really got to push yourself. You've really got to start doing a lot of uh, (laughs) mental gymnastics to figure out how to keep going. And that's what's so exciting to me about being an artist is that you have to constantly push yourself to get better, and then eventually have to redefine yourself, reinvent yourself, because there's no point in keeping going once you've mastered something, or once you've come close enough to mastering it, that just to keep going would be spinning your wheels. You know what I mean? And there's two parts of being an artist, isn't there? There's, uh, there's the technical skill part of it, and then there is, like, the, this abstract you know, coming up with an idea part of it. So, you know, for instance, a composer, let's say, has, has to have all these technical skills, has to be able to, I don't know, say, know how to write, write music, know how to play piano, uh, doesn't necessarily need to know music theory, but it can help. It's a tool in the the toolbox. It's a skill that he can use. But no matter how talented a composer is when it comes to notating music and playing the piano, if the composer doesn't have the other side of it, which is this purely abstract thing of a melody coming to him, then it's all for naught, you know? Likewise, if someone has all these great musical ideas but then doesn't have any skill to, to play it on a piano or something or to at least hum it, then you might as well not have the ideas. And the, the one side of it, the technical skill, most people can learn. All, all it takes is time. The other side of it, not everyone can get. And it's something that you you either have or you don't have. You either have creativity or you don't have it. I think most people have some creativity I think that's just part of being human and I think a lot of people have a lot more of it than they think they do and you could develop it a little maybe it's really just I think being creative is really just being open because creativity it's like creativity isn't created creativity isn't created what is what is Frank talking about creativity isn't conscious i think i think it's like this subconscious thing and the ability to be creative is really just to be open to the things that are coming out of that subconscious mind and then the the skill to bring them out into the open and to put them into the real world you know a lot of a lot of what it a lot of being creative is just listening to what's popping into your head and not rejecting it. I think a lot of people, they just think that uh, these creative thoughts that come out of their subconscious are stupid and they squelch them and then train their mind not to even bother to bring them up anymore. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe there are some people who are born without a creative bone in their body. They couldn't do anything creative even if they wanted to and they tried. But it's difficult for me to imagine not being creative because that's just how I'm oriented. I, it's so important to who I am. I like to think that everyone has some creativity in them. And, and and so, you know, that's the scary thing about creativity is that it's this abstract thing where you're just open. You're kind of just receiving something. You You become more or less a conduit for something else. I don't necessarily believe that it's coming from somewhere else, like, you know, God or whatever, telling it to you or, you know a demon giving you the chord progression for your evil rock and roll song, you know? But I do think that what it is is uh, your intuition, I guess, this thing that's underlying the conscious mind that that is able to generate these new thoughts and then put them into your conscious mind. Yeah, creativity. So much of being creative is not doing anything. It's like creativity is just letting things come out of you without trying to force them without trying to uh fight them maybe that's why for me i get more creative when i'm like on a deadline or when like the stakes are extremely low and i don't care at all because i think you know those two situations when you're on a deadline it's like i don't have time to fight anything whatever comes out next that's it that's what we're doing you know whereas Also, if the stakes are really low and I don't care about the outcome, it's like, why bother thinking so much about it? I'm just going to snap it out there. And uh, what it is is what it is. And oftentimes, those things are the best things that you generate because you're not overthinking it. You're just letting the creativity come out of you. You're just letting it naturally happen. Whereas if you sit down and you're like, I have to do the best thing I ever did, guess what, you're not gonna do the best thing you ever did because you're thinking about it. You're, trying to, you're consciously trying to generate something that only the subconscious mind can generate. It's like in, uh, in writing, so I'm doing a novel, so much of writing a first draft is just typing whatever comes up in your mind. Now, there's a little bit... You have to go into your conscious mind every once in a while to think about, like, what word do I want to use here? Or you stop and you think, I could go one of two ways. What's best here? But most of the time, you're just going with a gut reaction. And you're not even... You know, this is why you have to develop the skill side so that it becomes just motor memory. So for me, I have... Uh, internalized so much like how to write sentences how to structure paragraphs how to choose the right words and stuff that, that just comes out of me naturally i don't have to think about it so that the creative the creative mind is at work the subconscious stuff is getting fed out through just motor memory into the real world and the conscious mind isn't doing much and I think that's the way it needs to be in the in the initial stages. The conscious mind needs to be kind of just uh, not doing a whole lot, maybe just sitting on the sidelines, waiting for when it's needed, which is kind of rare. Then when you're ready to edit, when you're ready to like shape it into something more presentable, when it's not so much about creativity as it is about craft, then you turn on the conscious mind and say, okay, I used... Uh, too many adverbs here, and I have, I run on sentence here, and I named this character something stupid, and (laughs) actually naming of characters is one where the conscious mind really comes into it a lot. You're like, oh crap. That's my least favorite thing to do, is name characters. It's my least and most, it's my least and most favorite thing, because I dread doing it, but then I always come up with cool names, man, so. Yeah, and with the YouTube channel, I really do think of it as, uh, you know, an artistic creative outlet, and I really hope that in the future I can start to do things with the channel that will make it a little bit more apparent that it is more of an art form. Uh, You know, I'm not going to, like, go nuts off the deep end. Maybe I will, but, but, you know, just to, to experiment a little bit. That's what I love about You know, I talk about the Beatles a lot. That's what I loved about them is that they were just constantly experimenting and doing all kinds of stuff, and they didn't just stay in a box and do what they knew how to do. They were always adding new things. They were just always open to new things. That's also what I love about um, Bob Dylan is that guy reinvented himself over and over and over again. And it was like a different person every time, you know? He was like this acoustic folk singer and then all of a sudden he changed personas and became electric, you know, spaced out Bob Dylan. And then he got into a motorcycle accident and then became more like country Bob Dylan. And then uh, he became Christian Bob Dylan, like just all these radical transformations, musically and just the way he presented himself and there's just something about that that is i just find so so incredible so appealing that you just change change who you are like he reached I mean I don't know what the justifications were in his mind but me looking at it it's like well acoustic Bob Dylan kind of reached the edge of that so then he had to reinvent himself to keep pushing himself in a new direction because if you know would people really care about Bob Dylan as much as they do now had he just stuck doing what he did in the early days like during the times they are changing maybe we would care about him but I doubt that we'd care about him as much as we do if he hadn't totally thrown out everything he had done before and start over. I'm not saying I'm going to do that and then, you know, tomorrow have a totally different look, but evolution is a necessary part of uh, being an artist. And so, who knows, five years from now, I don't know. First of all, the, (laughs) the success, the relative success of this YouTube channel has taken me quite by surprise. Just like three or four months ago, I had very, very few subscribers. So, who knows how, I have no idea what's going to happen, but if I keep at this for a long time, which I hope I do, let's say five years from now, I can't imagine that I'll be doing the same exact thing. I have to, you know, I have to push, I have to grow, I have to try new things. I'm also very aware of the audience, so I want to I want to bring you along too. I want to convince you to join me on the new the new things that I do, whatever that may be, I have no clue. And that's the thing, that's I have no idea what that will be right now. The future is just a void, and I've got to just take one step at a time and reach into it and pull out what I can and see what direction I'm supposed to go. That's all you can do. Creativity is one of the ultimate acts of faith because you you just don't know if you're going to be able to pull it out, what you're going to pull out, where it's going to take you. You just have to listen. Listen to it. That's all there is to do. That seems like a good place to end the podcast, don't you think? I don't know how long it's been, and I think whatever length it's been, I enjoyed it. And I think it's, I think it was a pretty good first one. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to put this on SoundCloud. I don't know if you, I don't know anything about anything. So (laughs) subscribe to it if you can somehow, or check back periodically. I, let me try to do this weekly. Let me see if I can commit to that. Uh, what is, when, when do I think it'll go up? Wednesday or Thursday morning, something like that. We'll see. (laughs) all right well thank you very much for listening i really do appreciate it this has been the frank james podcast if you haven't subscribed to me on youtube already make sure you do that and i'll see you again here next week y'all take care stay cool and attractive